This is the Healthy Worship Team Podcast, and I'm your host, Julie Angler. If you're a worship leader who's ready to get to the next level, whether it's to help your team thrive as your church grows, become a stronger leader yourself, or to add more creativity to what you do, you're in the right place. I've spent the last 20 years leading worship, and I want to share with you the best of what I've learned. I know you've got the talent. I know you've got the calling. Now let's talk about everything else. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Healthy Worship Team. Like I said, I'm Julie Englerth and I am your host. I'm so excited to finish up this series with you um, in this episode. We've started out all of our content with how to know it's time to make a change because we all know that when we get to a certain point of our worship teams, it is time to see how we can take it to the next level. And if you're anything like I was when we first started out um, getting ready for growth and for a new vision, I had to take a long, hard, honest look at what the team was, uh, where we were at, what was holding us back so that we could move forward. So our first episode we talked about, or part two, we talked about when the senior leader says, hey, it's time to change. This is the way we're headed. This is what I'm looking for and how we work with that. The The next one was how your team is telling you without telling you that it's time for something to change. They'll tell you more with their actions than they'll tell you with their words. And it's up to you as the leader to create that open communication between you and the team so that they can really tell you what what's going on. In this last episode, what I want us to take a look at is we are taking a look at our own heart and our own life because that is such an important thing. Um, in ministry, it can feel all-consuming the cause of building up the church, of leading your team to the point that many of us, not a few of us, not only certain personality types, many, many, many of us struggle to understand how to prioritize and remember that we are a part of this system as well. And if we're not okay, how could we be good leaders? How could we go long-term serving the Lord if we're not taking care of ourselves and we're not stewarding our own hearts and our own minds? So I want you to start thinking about as I'm listing through some of these things, I want you to start thinking about how you feel and how you interact and how you experience your time in ministry right now as a worship leader. So here I want us to go through a checklist, okay? Ways to know that things are not as healthy as they could be based on what I'm experiencing. Number one, my emotions. So I want you to think about your interactions with your team, with the struggles that you have in general, whether it's rehearsals, practices, uh, meetings with your oversight or your senior leader, what are the predominant emotions that you're feeling? Are you primarily feeling frustration or disappointment because things aren't going the way that you want them to go? Are you primarily experiencing anxiety and stress, afraid that you're failing or you're not sure what you're doing? Are you experiencing um, heaviness? or um, numbness, all of those are indicators that we have got some room to grow and that there is health available. You do not have to live that life in ministry. Number two, your body. Some people kind of experience 
um, their stress or difficulties in their bodies first. So that's something that I am not super connected to. When I talk to some of my friends, um, even my husband, he'll mention things that he's feeling in his body before he'll talk about what's going on in his heart or his mind. I tend to be really disconnected. And so it actually helps for me to stop and say, what's happening right now? What's happening in my body? When I'm when I'm doing this work or when I'm about to have that phone call or when we're having rehearsal, am I experiencing an extreme amount of tension or pain in my neck or back? Um, are you struggling with headaches? Are you struggling in your gut? Those could all be indications that you're carrying an extreme amount of stress or like unexpressed or undealt with emotions. And that's not something you have to push aside. Um, at least in my culture growing up, it kind of was like your body needs to be really denied and pushed away. And God made our bodies and they tell us things. It tell us, tells us things about what we're experiencing. So you, that's not like um, a worldly thing or a non-Christian thing to be um, paying attention to how our body is reacting and responding to the responsibility and the weight that we carry. If you're experiencing some of those things, if you're having like chronic tension and pain in your body, some we can do things to make that better. We told you totally can. Um, if you're experiencing headaches, all of those things, and your gut too, your gut is connected to. Um, those those stress hormones, um, people that struggle with anxiety tend to have trouble with their gut. So pay attention to that. Are you struggling with some of those things? Um, let's talk about your spirit. How many times in your life have you found yourself serving the Lord? And then when you try to spend time with the Lord in your word, you feel kind of dry. Now there's no condemnation of, in that, but it also let's not pretend like it's not happening. Like I have had many fluctuations in my relationship with God and how um, full or refreshing or interactive my quiet times feel with God. And there's no condemnation for those things, but I absolutely pay very close attention to them because it helps me know where I'm at. Am I in a dry season where I'm struggling to hear that like really active um, response from the Lord or is the word just coming alive to me? I want to pay attention to those things so that I know, um, so that I'm, so that I know if if I'm headed, if I'm struggling, or if there's a lot of weight on my shoulders, or um, if I need to be more intentional to dig in or dive in, or even change it up with Him, because I don't, I don't want things to be boring. I never want that. We know that the Word of God is our lifeline. We know it is. We know that it's like water. It hydrates us. It helps us move forward. The Holy Spirit speaks to us through the through the Word. So if the Word becomes dry, I pay very close attention to that. I start noting that in my journal, and I start asking the Lord to help me refresh and see it in a new way. And the fourth thing is our relationships. Now, once again, think about your life. You've got your leaders that you're looking up to and serving and following. You have your people that you're leading, but you also have your family. If you're married and have children, those relationships. If you are young and single um, and you have family in town, then you've got those relationships. If you have friends. So I just want to ask you, like, as you've been in ministry how are your friend relationships? How are your fun, joyful, free? Who who are your friends that you can literally just hang out with? Do you have those people? 
Um, or do you feel like everyone around you is someone that you're responsible to lead or answer to? If that's true, you need more friends. You need people who don't have to follow you, that you can be yourself around, and that you can have a good time with. How are you? How is your relationship with your spouse if you're married? Um, do you, and if they're in ministry as well, which happens plenty of times, do you find yourself only talking about ministry? Do you find yourself talking all night long about ministry? Um, when you think about your relationships at church and on your team, do you feel stiff and afraid of being authentic with them, of making a mistake around them, of saying the wrong thing around them? Those are all indications that there's um, some stress and pressure that you're feeling in your relationships. And that is something that can change and it can grow. There is a healthier life in your relationships. Now, I want to get to the part like we've done every single time. It's easy to blame or to, or to put responsibility on other people. But the truth of the matter is, this is your life. Your life is your responsibility. And you have the ability and the authority to decide how healthy and how full and how enjoyable your life is going to be. Now, when I say that, I don't mean the cheap version of enjoyable where I have to have the most entertainment and all the fun comforts of life in order to have an enjoyable life. I mean, if you want to have an impactful, full, impactful, fulfilling, joy-filled life, you can have it. You absolutely can have it, but it's going to be your job to decide what decisions you're going to make, what you're going to say yes to, and what you're going to say no to in order to have that life. So I just want to cover a couple things on that. What is your responsibility? Number one, your time is your job. When I talk to my kids, they'll be like, where's my thing? You know, where's my backpack? Where's my whatever? And I say, your stuff is your job. Where it is and what you do with it is your responsibility to keep track of. It's the same thing with your time. Your time is your job. That doesn't mean you get to do only what you want to do with your time. It means that you have to decide when you are going, how you are going to prioritize your time. And I want you to look at your time the same way you would look at your resources or anything else that you find biblical principles about how to use resources. And the very first thing that we should be prioritizing is the, is the principle in the word of Sabbath rest. This will change your life. And it, it's this is one of those like, it's like the black hole fall through the cracks of ministry. Somehow people that work in ministry have such, can have such a twisted view on rest because everything we do is for the Lord, right? Like there is a difference between working for the Lord and living in his rest and his goodness. And many, 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 many church ministers and staff members do not understand and do not practice real rest because for the rest of the world Sunday is their day of rest they 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 come to church they eat with their family they take naps they do their thing and and part of what we do is we help them do that we provide that space for them to connect with God in a congregational way and we do that but is Sunday or day of rest for you worship leader Absolutely not. 
it is a joyful day. It's an exciting day. It's a fulfilling day. And it's an important day because we do connect congregationally with each other and with the Lord. But that does not equal a day of rest for you. So it's on you to figure out how you are going to find and prioritize that space of rest. Number two, your energy is yours to take, uh, to evaluate and take inventory of. It's okay for you to have limits on your energy. To, to expect yourself to be an energizer bunny and have unlimited resources of emotional and physical and relational and spiritual energy is silly and it's delusional. You, your tank gets empty and it needs to be refilled. You are not a machine and you are not a, you are not a machine and you're not responsible for having unlimited, unlimited energy. When your tank gets empty, you should be knowing when that's coming. And the fact that maybe your tank could be bigger or smaller than another person's is no, of no consequence. It's okay if you have a lower tank of like, and I'm talking about if you're an introvert and there's a certain point where you're like, I need to go rest and I'm, this is too much for me. For you to recognize that and lean into it is something that is you accepting you for who you are. If you're someone who has a larger tank of energy, it's kind of like, you know, there's scriptures about um, of to whom much is given, much is required. If you've got a big old tank of energy, guess what? God gave it to you and it's time to use it. But every single one of us need to be replenished. And it's your job to know when that's happening. If you're putting that responsibility on everybody else around you, oh, they're tapped out now that, you know, we can't talk to them anymore or they're having to do that for you. No, you need to know that. On Sundays, you should be tired at the end of your at the end of your day. You should feel tapped out because you've poured your heart out, and then you should be going to a quiet place to replenish your energy. That's important to know. Um, if you're just zooming right on to the next thing, what um, some some other type of work, create some margin there and understand that you need that. If you need an energy refuel after meetings or relational connections with people that you lead, just know that and put buffer in your schedule in order to do that. You don't have to just keep cranking on and then by the end of the day you're absolutely of no help and no good to your family or the ability to do something that helps you relax and re- and unwind. Your job is your part in your relationships. Um, if you're sad that you don't have friends, how much time are you spending investing in friendships that bring you joy? Are you reaching out to them? Are you telling them that you love them? Or do you feel like you don't have any time to do that because you've because you feel the weight and the pressure of ministry? Um, you're, if you're married, you're, you have a part to play in investing in your marriage and investing in that relationship. It's not just going to be all on the other person. And if you're care, if you're letting them carry the full weight of that, because you're in ministry, that's not fair to them. And that's not a realistic outlook on how to have a healthy, balanced, um, marriage. And like I said, your rest, your Sabbath, that is your responsibility. No one else is going to tell you to do that for you. You have to prioritize it because it's what the word tells you to do. And depending on your culture, depending on your on your church culture, that may be a really great, healthy thing. Or you may be around a lot of people that all feel like, I have to be working all the time. I have to be on all the time. My phone's on all the time. It, it may take a little bit of bravery for you to lead the way in setting some of those boundaries. So I want to tell a really great story on my senior leader. 
One of the things that our pastor does really, really well is prioritizes rest. And what it does is it, it counteracts the pressure to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. There have been multiple times on staff at our church that we have gone through collectively very heavy things, one of them being COVID and all of the different compounding things that happened during that time. But as I think through some of our staff meetings, I don't know that it was during COVID that we experienced this thing, but I I don't know. I don't know if it was like, you know how churches will go through seasons where you just, people are going through heavy stuff and you just feel it. You feel the heaviness of it. Your people are struggling or um, whatever it was. And I don't remember. It was not a reward for a lot of work. It was, there was a time that we were going through some heavy things and we were all really just carrying that and caring for the people and really just pressing through. And Pastor Tim, one of our staff meetings, he was like, all right, we're going to go have some fun. And he just like planned a fun day for us as a staff and took us out. And what it said to that fear inside of us of we have to do all this work and we have, we can't let go of this. And what it said was we trust God with the weight and the responsibility that we have. We are going to trust him and we are going to have some rest. And it was like, I don't know. I want to cry thinking about it now because we felt, we all felt very unified in carrying that weight and, and it being a a genuine, like it's a mantle. It's a, it's a, it's a responsibility to care for our people. And then to collectively say, we trust God. We trust him with our people. We trust him with this church. It's not all on us. And we can actually go and eat good food. And I think we went out somewhere. I don't know what we did, but it was like, It was so encouraging, and I'm so grateful for it. And now moving forward, I'm actually able to pay attention to when I start to notice someone is, when I see them carrying a heavy weight, part of what needs to happen is we need to lighten the load. We need to speak life and relieve some of that pressure. You don't have to solve everything all in one day. Um, So here's some practical advice on rest, and then I want to give you a couple resources that kind of changed my life over the last year and a half that really helped me change my approach to ministry. But here's some practical advice. On your day off, if you are sleepy, take a nap. The world is not going to fall apart and you are not going to be a subhuman if you sleep in the middle of the day. Take a nap. Let your body let your body refresh. When it comes to your marriage, if you're not prioritizing a date night, you won't have them. So do it. Prioritize a date night. Prioritize it over your kids. Prioritize it over the to-do list. Prioritize it over the chores or the honey-do list. Prioritize it over um, those things. You need to stop and celebrate and enjoy your spouse. You're going to look up in 15 years and wish that you had spent more time savoring the moments with your spouse. Um, the next thing I have is put your phone away. At home, if you if you struggle with, if people are texting you all the time from church, um, you need to put your phone away. You need to turn your notifications off. You need to get it away from your bed, shut it off at a certain point, and do not answer. The world is not going to burn down without you answering your phone. Somebody's going to actually figure out how to solve a problem without you if you do not answer your phone. Um, and... Okay, and this was an interesting thing. So here are the two books that I want to suggest to you that were super helpful, helped me um, connect with God's heart for me, 
and also his heart for the rhythm and the pace that he asks us to walk in. The first one is Replenish by Lance Witt. He is an incredible pastor. He worked at Saddleback Church for many, many years, and now he he loves on and empowers pastors everywhere and really takes uh, has a big focus on caring for your soul. His book is called Replenish, Leading from a Healthy Soul. If you are in ministry, you should read that book. And then the second one is The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And he very much goes into the concept of Sabbath. He talks about how he and his wife do it. Um, And he's a senior pastor in Seattle, I think, Northwest, Pacific Northwest. And he's just incredible. He's he's a new, fresh voice of um, what it looks like to follow Jesus in our generation. And he really focuses on Sabbath. Here's the big takeaway that I got from really rethinking Sabbath, especially in the context of being in ministry. Um, in order to truly honor a full day of rest, you actually have to work harder on the days that you're working. And it gives you, and then also because you honor that day of rest and you choose not to do any work at all, you are like rip roaring and ready to go when the day is over. So that was like, ooh, this is really cool. It actually helped me knock out things on my task list leading up to a day of rest and helped me be very, very productive. So I worked much harder on those days that was not my day of rest in order to be able to set those things aside. So if you are like, how in the world can I just like sit still? I'm going to go crazy. You probably need to do some, you need to knock some things off your list and close some tabs in your brain, write that to-do list down and set it aside for you to pick back up on the day after your day off. And so that's my suggestion to you. If you're like, this is making me have anxiety, just thinking about trying to sit still and not do all these things make it a point to push and to write your stuff down and close some tabs before you start your day off. And then you can just, it's like a party day. Like it's not a boring day. It should be a celebration. You should be having fun. You should be taking a nap. You should be eating cookies. You should be throwing the football. You should be taking a leisurely walk. You should not be learning. You should not be working. You should not be solving things. You should be truly opening up your heart and just living and enjoying the life that God's given you. That is what a Sabbath feels like and looks like. And when you start to lean into that, you will actually start to enjoy your time in ministry even more. So, um, so anyways, this, these are the things that I wanted to cover today. That's what I've got for you. This is the last episode of how I know it's time to change. And we covered those four areas, your emotions, your body, your spirit, your relationships. If you are seeing things there that, that you're like, I don't want to be frustrated all the time, or I am struggling with pain in my body, or I feel really dry in my personal time with the Lord, or my relationships feel boring or bland, or I I feel isolated. Those are all things screaming at you. It is time to start focusing on this. Let's start changing some things about how we're doing our life. Um, We are going to continue moving forward. I hope this is like a huge teaser for you and makes you think, okay, well, what are we going to do to change? Because we're going to spend our time on this podcast talking through healthy mindsets, healthy growth patterns, 
biblical principles on what our team, what our life, what our relationship to our senior leader should look like so that we can have a healthy and fulfilled time in ministry and we can do it for a long, long, long time. Thanks so much for listening. That's what I've got for you. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would like and subscribe. Leave me a review on whatever platform that you are listening on. And also, if you have any questions or things that you'd like for me to cover, you can email me at thehealthyworshipteam at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you and hear some feedback. Love you guys. We'll see you later.